All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is October 12th, 2023, and week 245. If you're new around here, welcome to join the midst of the storm. This is a program where we like to bring Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. As always, thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. But as you can see, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about wars and rumors of war. In one place, there are a lot of signs. It says that we'll be able to see when Jesus is close to returning. Men will become lovers of them own of their own selves. They'll be calling what's good bad and what's bad good. And another thing is wars and the rumors of wars. So we'll be getting into that. Tonight, um, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you very much, Melvin. God bless each of you for tuning in with us. We're going to go into a word of prayer. We always do. So if you guys can join in with us, that would be wonderful. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us, Lord. We thank you for how you've brought us together yet again for another opportunity to uh, just look at your word, to uh, meditate on your word, to learn a little bit more of what it is to tell us, Lord. We thank you for continuing to bless us, Lord, continuing to shelter us, continuing to wrap your arms around us and keep us in our right minds, Lord. We thank you for how even at times where our minds may stray away, um, that you always would bring us back, Lord, that you would keep us on track. Um, just get us back where we need to be, Lord. So we thank you first and foremost, Lord. We're praying for the Bible study tonight, that your word will go forth, Lord, that we would all decrease and that only you, Father, that only you would increase, Lord. We're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you will continually remind us that there to have joy in the midst of every storm, trial, and tribulation. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> all right. So, God bless each of you yet again. Um, look at a few things tonight um, because I always try to Go in the direction that I feel that God is leading me. And now um, I, I do the best that I possibly can. I can always do better. So, um, But nonetheless, I was uh, looking at the condition of the world today. Um, I told you guys, I don't remember how long ago, but about a week or so ago, Last week, we talked about scams. Um, and, you know, I just see the the wickedness that's going on in the world, the, the sin, um, the evil things that we as people are doing to one another. Um, people are killing each other. People are people stealing from each other. Um, we're backstabbing one another. There is no respect for each other. Um, we, we find so much go on in this world. Of course, there are um, a lot of good things. Of course, there are. But we would be negligent to ignore the fact that there are a lot of terrible things taking place in the world around us. So as I began to just think about some of the things taking place, my mind went to or well, one of the wars that is going on. Now, we know that uh, Ukraine and Russia has been involved with a war for a very uh, great while now. Many people have probably even forgotten that this war is even, uh, it, it seems, it's very easy when you are not being directly affected and we we're still being affected but when you don't see those effects you know when when bullets aren't flying over your head and bombs and planes and um uh, 
right in your neighborhood, you know, changing your everyday life. It's easy for us to forget about many of the wars that are going on right now, but we understand that the Ukraine war is still taking place. It's still, there's still battling going on. What has recently caught my attention is what's taking place in Israel. The war that is going on between the Palestinians and the Israel Israelis, uh, the the Jews, and um, and you know, the more I look at it, the more that I realize, and the more that my mind goes to this war did not just begin. Obviously, we know that things have happened uh, back in the 90s, back in the 2000s, early 2000s, um, even before then, you know. But what I look at is that I see I'm always looking for the word of God to be ultimate source of information. Um, when I really want to trace things to its roots. I realize I always need to see what the word of God has to say about these things. And so as we look at God's word, we'll we'll go back. And now I want to do a little bit of that today. Now, I don't know. I know we won't uncover everything because God knows I haven't uncovered everything about this. But I do want to look at a little bit of the history on the war that is going on right now. Um, there have been over 2,000 people killed, um, and this thing just started a few days ago. I, I don't remember exactly which day. Uh, well, I say it just started, but what I mean is the uh, widespread killing started. It's been going on. There have been many deaths throughout time, but I mean just over the last week or so, the over 2,000 people who have been killed um, as these nations battle with each other. Um, and, and we're still what the United States role will be in these affairs. So I want to look at something first to kick us off tonight, Melvin. Uh, we'll look at what Jesus said first and foremost, Matthew 24, and let's pick up verse 6. And ye and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Now, mm -hmm. but the end is not yet. Jesus now, Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's letting them know as well as us what things are going to continue to take place in this world. Look, we, we can come up, uh, the, these nations that are at odds right now, they can come up with peace treaties, they can peace fire. The reality is these wars are going to continue to take place until the Lord returns. He promised us this. This is what we are told is going to happen. He says, and ye shall of war. See, as I begin to look and search the internet for the news on these wars, I'm hearing the wars. I'm seeing what's going on. Now we have uh, technology to where instead of us watching so many TV shows and funny of this stuff that we're wasting a lot of our time on, we can learn some things that actually will be beneficial to us and help us to really understand what's actually going on. You know, if we were in the situation, and I thank God we're not, I think the situation where planes are flying over our heads. Now, we do have planes flying, but our planes are flying to travel people going on vacation, people uh, just traveling to see a new environment or traveling to visit family, whatever it is, work-related travel. But now, in these countries, 
these people are being flown overhead with military equipment, with equipment that they're using to fight these battles with. And so I thank God as I sit here tonight that our world, we're walking out of our homes every day. It is not to this level. Yes, yeah, sure, there's crime. Sure, there's uh, evil that's going on. But God has blessed us that we're not at this place. And so we should still show some sympathy. We should be praying for these people because this is a terrible thing in many places around the world, even right here, but yes, in many places around the world. So Jesus said, you're going to hear about wars. There are going to be wars that are taking place and there are going to be wars take place. There are things that are going to be uh, threats. You know, every so often as the climate, uh, as tensions rise, as people begin to fight one another, you know, we hear the threat of world war, the threat of nuclear war. We hear the threat of a lot of these things. We're hearing the rumors of wars that Jesus spoke about. But now it's, it's not all going to be just rumors. A lot of these are actually going to be. And so not long ago, we had, I think it was over 1,400 or over 1,200, one of the two. I know it was over 1,000. Over 1,000 Jews were killed. In retaliation, we had over Muslims killed. See, this is a very dangerous thing that's taking place in our world right now. And so as the people of God, I know we're busy. I know we're focused on a lot of personal goals and things we're working on, weight loss, uh, trying to finish school and trying to get this job and trying to make this money and pay off this bill. All of that's good. But we must continue to keep our eyes on what things are taking place around the world because you live in this world. And we must not be so naive. You know, I, I've talked to people sometimes and um, because we live in America, a lot of people, we're so naive into thinking we can, uh, as, as being Americans, we can just go in and scare everyone. You know, people, people, I've heard people talk about us going to war with Russia and, and people say, oh, you know, they don't want any problems with the United States. We're this and we're that. Do you not realize how much that's going to change your life? Suppose planes were flying over your head, bombs falling over your head. This is going to change your life. This is nothing to take lightly. This is nothing to take lightly in thinking we can just flash a gun and somebody's going to <laughs> It doesn't work that way. They have guns as well. They have tanks. They have all of these things. But now, Jesus lets us know that these things are going to take place. Read verse 7 for us, Mel. For nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Mm -hmm. All these are the beginning of sorrows. We are in the beginning. We are in the beginning of a bad time. We are in the beginning of sorrows. We're told there's going to be different diseases. We've seen this. Even before COVID, there were other diseases that have taken our but COVID obviously was the latest and greatest one. But he said, we're in the beginning here. There'll be earthquakes. We're in the beginning. But now, the recent thing that has taken place, this war between 
in Islam. We're in the beginning. But now I want to, I want to go back because I want you to know this did not just start. This did not just start. These wars have been going on since the beginning. So now I want to go back. Let's go back to, let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Genesis, the 10th chapter. Let's pick up chapter 10. And we're going to look at Noah and his three sons. Genesis chapter 10. Uh, let's just start at verse. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. Now, after the flood of Noah, see, a lot of people know about the flood of Noah. We've heard about this, but we happened after that. So after that, his three sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they begin to have offspring. They begin to multiply. All of the people in the world came from these three. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So now, I want you to drop down to verse, let's go to verse 6. And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Put. Now, the reason, the reason I'm going here is because I want you to understand the three groups of people. I want you to understand the three groups of people that we're going to find in this world. Three. We have Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now they're going to go off, have children. That's where, that's where we find uh, these children here in verse six. So now in order for us to not read all of these, drop down to verse 13. Now make sure we know that, we see that one of Ham's children, Mizraim. Drop down to verse 13 for us, Mel. And Mizraim begat Ludum and Anamim and Lehabim and Nephutim mm-hmm. and Pathrusim and Kasluim, out of whom came Philistim and Kalthurim. Out of whom came the Philistine. That's the point that I want to stress here. We have Ham, his offspring is the Philistines. This is important. His offspring is the Philistines. So we have the Philistines. That's one of the three groups of people. All right, go to verse two. Let's go back up to verse two. The sons of Japheth and Magog and Meda and Javan and Tubal, and Meshach, and Tyrus. Now, Japheth got another group coming out of him. See, I, I can't tell you how God chooses to do this. God, his thoughts are not our thoughts. He has all of these things designed the way he does, the way he so pleases, as it pleases him. But now, I, I enjoy studying these things so that know what's going on. And so as a preacher, I'm trying to inform you on what's going on around you at no charge. (laughs) Because I want you to know, I care about you enough to enlighten you because God has given this to me. So I'm trying to share these things with you. So now we've got the Philistine, the Philistines coming out of Ham. And now out of Japheth, pick up that next verse for us, Melvin. Uh, actually, go to verse five. We'll skip that verse. Go to verse five. By the 
house of the Gentiles divided in their lands. Now we have the Gentiles. We've got the Philistines. We've got the Gentiles. That only leaves us with one group left. All right, go to chapter 11. Now, this chapter talks about the Tower of Babel. We will not get into all that tonight. But now in chapter 11, I want to drop down to verse 10. These are the generations. Sham wasn't. Go ahead. Sham wasn't 100 years old and begat Arphaxed two years after the flood. Now, we're talking about after the flood. We've discussed two of the three children and the groups of people that God in through those two children. So now we're talking about the last one, Shem. Now, we're not going to read this whole chapter because there's a lot in this chapter. We're going to drop down to verse 27, though. Let's pick up 27. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. My God. So now we find the Jews. <laughs> we found the Jews, the Gentiles, and the Philistines. The three groups of people in this book. The Jews, Gentiles, and the Philistines. Or should we call them the half-Jews? We found all the people in this book. The Samaritans. We have found all of the people in this book. And all it takes is just a little reading and digging, and God will show you these things if we're willing to accept them. So now, God destroys the entire world in the flood of Noah. Only eight souls, Noah, his wife, we have his three sons, and we have their three wives. And out of these people begins to repopulate the world. See, we're told that the Gentiles came from uh, one group, the, 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 the Jews came from another group, and the Philistines come from another group. See, this was over a period of time. And then we find God, after the Tower of Babel, he separates all of these people. He puts them in different locations. Different people migrate here. Different people end up there. See, we're looking at God at work. But you know, over the course of all of this time, one thing remains. There would be continual fighting. You know, even with David, he fought Goliath. But now, if you remember what David asked, he said, hold on. This uncircumcised, let's go and get that. Let's go and get that. Because it's important for us to know what people we're talking about. So we can understand why there's fighting. See, these fightings, these, this war that we're seeing between Israel, between the Jews and the Muslims, we must understand where this comes from. This is the same battle that has been going on for ages. Fighting over land. Fighting over whose territory. Even if you look at the Russian war, the the war between Russia and Ukraine, it's the same thing. Russia is declaring that, oh, this is our land. It belonged to us anyway. See, as people, we're constantly fighting over something. Two young children, they can have a hundred toys in that room and they still are going to fight over one toy. It doesn't matter how many toys they have, they're still going to fight over that one toy. 
in nature. So now I want to go back and pick up uh, what, what David said in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I think around, you know what? Go, go to verse one. Let's go to verse one. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shoko, which belonged to Judah and pitched between Shoko and Ezekah and Ephesdamon. Mm-hmm. And Saul were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. My God. The Philistines fighting the Jews. Hold on. If somebody would just say, hold on. Don't you guys realize the descendants of Ham? And if the other group, the Jews were to say, don't you realize we're the descendants of Shem? We're brothers. We're cousins. We're whatever you want to declare. We're the same people. I can't. I've been hurt by my own people. You know, so many times we talk about different races hurting us, different races um, um, uh, oppressing us, different races uh, trying to kill us, trying to keep us down. Whatever. But so often it was my own race doing that. I'm not saying no other races did. But so often our own people. I remember when the the actor Chadwick I can't remember his last name, Um, but I remember when this man, before he died, and uh, this this video or image or whatever it was, the man was sick, and yet people of his own kind made fun of the man. He was sick. He couldn't help that. The man didn't want to be sick. Nobody is saying, man, I can't wait to get sick. But even his own people making fun of him. See, at some point, we've got to realize what's really going on here. The devil is causing us to fight against one another. We're the same people. We're the same people. Come from the same place. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people in my small city, my small hometown that I grew up in we divide ourselves because one person lives on this side of town. The other person lives on town. It takes you 10, 15 minutes to drive through the whole town. If that. And yet we think we're so different. So we find the Philistines facing off with the Jews. Same thing we're finding. Same thing going on today. Same thing. Now we call them Palestinians. Palestine. Same thing going on today. Both people, both groups are claiming to have a right this land. Both groups claiming to have a right to the same land. Now somebody asked me, they said, oh, you know, who do you think it should go to? I, I can't answer that question. That's in. But what I do understand, he told us nation is going to rise against nation. We have the nation of Islam. We have the nation of the Israelites rising against each other. And at some point, Jews are going to go back and call on the name of the Lord. At some point, they're going to begin to accept Jesus. See, right now, people people wonder, uh, I I had somebody talk to me, um, but they began to ask me about the Jews, and oh, are the Jews going to be saved? And how are the Jews rejecting Christ? How can they be saved? You know, God designed this. I'm I'm getting into some things I didn't plan to get into, but let's go 
I think it's in the book of Romans. Or it might be Hebrews. Let me, uh, yes, Romans. Romans chapter 11. Let's pick up Romans 11 and 25. See, God, God is incredible. He's taking these three groups of people. He's taking these three groups of people and he's working his plan of salvation. God is wanting everyone to accept Jesus as the Messiah. Right now, we're living in a world, the Jews, they rejected Christ, so they killed him. But he allowed the Gentiles who came through Japheth, the Gentiles, he allowed the Gentiles to accept Christ. While the Jews reject him, while the Philistines reject him, the Gentiles are accepting Christ. But now I want you to know this was a part of God's plan. Pick us up, Melvin, Romans 11 and 25. See, we've got to understand what's going on so that we can recognize it's time for us to get saved. Look, even if you don't know all of these things I'm talking about, it's time for you to, at, at a certain point, God is going to be done saving Gentiles. Every Gentile who's going to be saved, your time is about to run up. Now, I can't tell you tonight, next week, next year. I don't know. But our time is winding up. I know everyone that's uh, we've gotten so advanced. I, I know that we think God's ultimate goal and his number one mission for us, lawyer. I know that's what many of us, oh, God placed me here so I can play soccer. I, he put me here to play football. I'm a professional boxer. God put you here so you can be saved. That wasn't his ultimate ultimate plan was for you to be saved. It's not his will that any of us should perish. And so if you begin to understand the world we're living in and how your time is winding up because he's showing the signs, you know, how many I'd have to allow wars to break out and then some time where there's peace and tranquility. There's times where uh, everyone's singing uh, kumbaya and, and shaking hands and hugging. We're probably not doing that, but there are periods of time where God allows some level of peace. There's not truly peace, but there's a, a level of peace to where we might not be actively dropping bombs on each other every second. But you know, after every so often, God has to allow wars to take place to remind us he said look rise against nation we have the nation of the palestines the palestinians now they're rising up against the jews and likewise the jews are rising up against the philistines or what we know today is the palestines this is what's taking place it's in this book. I, I can show you. I, I don't have time to go through and read every single verse to show you these things. So I've tried to shorten it up and, I, and I'm moving a little fast, but it's here. It's here. So now I want to bring in us Gentiles. Non-Jewish people. Look, I know people want to argue about, oh, are, are we the real Jews? I don't even have time to address that right now. <laughs> Let's pick it up, Melvin, in Romans 11 and 25. Uh, or I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. Hold it right there. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant. See, my God, we're some ignorant people. We are some ignorant people. We think we know so much. He said, your own conceits. You got your own thoughts. You've got your own ways and you're, you think you're so smart and yet you're ignorant. You don't understand the plan of salvation. That's why I'm in this book. I want to know, God, help me to understand. I want to know. 
I fall in this? You know, sometimes people act, they say, oh, well, if the Bible, if the Old Testament was written to the Jews, then what does it have to do with us? That's why we've got to get in here and find out. So Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know this. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. My God. Look, we, we just came from Genesis and we've talked about these same three groups. And now we're all the way over here in the book of Romans, New Testament. See, all of these scriptures are inspired by God. All of these scriptures are profitable for reproof, for correction, for our learning. They're all profitable. So he said, I don't want you to be ignorant. The Jews are Christ. And I'm, with, I'm here to tell you tonight, the Palestinians are too. They're both fighting. And neither group accepts Christ as being the Lord, Christ as being the Messiah. Neither group accepts it. They're blind. And God has it so. He said blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. See, God is allowing us to be saved right now. Our time. If you miss this opportunity, you're going to be in a world of trouble. And Jesus told us different signs to look for. He said there's going to be war, rumors of war, nation against nation, earthquakes, famines, shortages of food. There's so much going on around us. We should be able to see this. Paul told us in another place, he talked about how there's going to be a lack of respect in the world. Children disobedient to parents. Don't you and see these things happening? Nobody respects anybody. Look, you can call somebody right now and people, uh, <laughs> if people receive a phone from someone. Now, I'm not telling you you have to sit there, hold the phone with a person for an hour. But people now, as soon as they find out, oh, I don't want to hear from this person, people just hang straight up. People don't even have enough respect to say, no, sir, the wrong number, or uh, no, this isn't him, or whatever the case may be, and say, all right, have a good day. See, we think because it's a stranger, we should have no respect for them. He told us love is waxing cold. There's, there's no love. There's so much love that is lost in the world. This is what he promised us was going to happen. Each generation, when you talk to people from old, they just tell you, man, things were so much different then. If you even just look at marriages back then. Now, I'm not telling you there aren't some, some uh, good God-fearing marriages today, but I'm saying as a whole, just look at how marriages used to be back then. Dressed back then. Just see how much worse the world is getting. Uh, <laughs> I listened to somebody, I don't even know where it was. Somebody said people are wearing the Seymour clothes <laughs> where you see more of them than the clothes. I don't even know where I heard that at, but look at, just look at what's going on and see if this book is not true. Just see if this book isn't true. People will kill you and they don't even have to know you. Look, I, I have out of uh, uh, a bank account. People don't care. They don't care what your name is. They don't care how if you're struggling or not. They don't care. So, Paul tells us 
He says, I want you to understand that the reason Jews are not accepting Jesus at this present time is so that the Gentiles can be saved. Us. That's the reason it's happening. Pick up that next verse for us, Melvin. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Sion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Mm -hmm. For this is my covenant unto them. I shall take away their sins. Look, the Lord says he's coming and he's going to open their eyes. The people who are fighting over the same things, the same land, the people who are rejecting Christ while Gentiles are accepting him. He said, I want you to realize God calls them. See, he had to cause the Jews to kill Christ because somebody had to through their rejection that we accepted. Because they rejected and killed him, that, that's what caused us to accept. And so after a period of time, God is going to be done with us. Yeah. This is what the book declares. Same group of people since the beginning. It's the same people. And those same people are fighting. We just went and read in the book of 1 Samuel, the Jews fighting the Philistines. David versus Goliath, Philistine versus Jew. Same people. This continues to happen. And at some point, we must begin to recognize what's going on. Your time is. That's what's really going on here. Your time is winding up. You know, God's not going to allow all of these people to literally destroy every single one of themselves. He's not going to allow it. Before it gets to this point, I truly believe God's going to intervene. See, your time is winding up. Over 2,000 people have already been killed just over this past week or so. Now, I don't know how much worse it's going to get. I don't know. What I do know is God is sending a message to his people to let us know it's time for us to stop playing. It's time for us to stop pretending. There's so many of God's people. We, we know what's right. And what's wrong? We, but we know there are certain things, man, I shouldn't be doing it. We know it. But we say, I'm just not ready. We say, no, not yet. See, your time is about to run out. It's coming because God declares so. So every once in a while, I feel the prophet in me. <laughs> I feel the prophet in me rise up and God begins to give me a message of warning, a message of taking heed before it's too late. Because I, I truly have a desire to see you say, that's the reason I'm taking this time to do this Bible study. That's the reason we're here week after week. I, I don't even know how many uh, weeks are we, how many weeks have we did this, Melvin? 245. 245. Look, if I had to count to 245 straight, I'd probably make a mistake. <laughs> I'd probably get lost. But we have endured over 245 messages combined with the other messages that. This is to help somebody out there realize that time is winding up. Look, it's time out to be concerned with all oh, who are the real Jews. Look, that, that's irrelevant right now. It's time to realize, look, who is the real Christ? It's time to recognize who 
to be saved. That's what we need to hear. Let's go and get that before we get out of here, Melvin. Um, In the book of Acts, chapter 2. Let's pick up 37. See, it's time for us to be thinking about what must I do to be saved. Forget who's the real Jew. Uh, who, Who did this? It's time to be saved. Before God says, that's it for you. See, even if the rapture doesn't take place first, you know, God can make his decision that he's done with you. Guys, to think about, before we read this, I want you to think about, and if you don't know about it, I'll do the best I can to tell you what happened. I want you to think about what happened with King Saul. See, God had made his decision on King Saul before the man died. God had already declared, no, I've rejected. Oh, he's done being my king. God still allowed him to live. He still allowed him to walk around and eat and and seem like things were okay in this man's life. God still allowed this. The Bible tells us it rains on the just and the unjust. God still in ways. He still blessed him in many ways. But God was done with him. See, I don't want you to get into the place where you're still living. You still feel I've got time. You still say, oh, I can eat. Oh, I can sleep. Oh, I just got a promotion. I just got a new car. I just got this and I just got a new family and I just had a ch- I don't want you to get caught up in that and thinking that you have so much time. See, God could, oh, my God, God can be done with you while you're still living. He's cut you off and you're. See, we're talking some dangerous stuff. So that's the reason Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery. See, a lot of people don't see this stuff. It's a mystery. And the reason why they don't see it is because our our attention is somewhere else. You know, every so often, God reminds me, look, you've got to get back in the Word. You've got to get in and study, learn this and learn that. There are some things God wants to show me. There are some things He wants to show you. And so until we take a moment to, as Moses did, turn aside and focus on God. Let's read here, Melvin, before we get out of here. Now, when they heard this, They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren. Look, if you want to know how to get saved, this is it. Men and brethren, look, what do we need to do? This is the question that's asked to the apostles. See, if you want to know how to get saved, go back and find out what Jesus's apostles say. I'm not talking at, at 122. Uh, Mount Zion, I'm not talking about your apostle. I'm talking about the apostles in this book. Pick up these apostles. Look, my God, we've got a lot of terrible things going on in the world around us. Look, I'm seeing all type of people claiming to be apostles, women apostles, little kid apostles. Everybody's an apostle. What, What is happening? I didn't send all of these people. You've got all type of people preaching and God didn't say so. All types of people. Men who shouldn't be preachers, who definitely, definitely should not be preaching. All kinds of people doing this stuff. And time is winding up. Time is winding up. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Let's read, Mev. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's time for God's people. Before it's too late, you need to make sure you have repented, you have been baptized in Jesus' name, as the scripture says, and you have received the Holy Ghost. I know we're wanting to receive so much. We want to receive a grant. So we can get some free money and don't have to pay it back. We want to receive a diploma. We want to receive that degree. We want to receive so much. 
some good things. But somebody's going to die without receiving the Holy Ghost. And it'll be the worst mistake you ever made. Be the worst mistake we ever made. Somebody's going to die with us. They didn't do what God said to. Worst mistake. You have not repented. Worst mistake you've ever made. See, we must do all of these things. It's not enough to say, well, I got baptized. It's not enough to say, well, I got the Holy Ghost. And you still haven't changed how you. See, God is not going to be pleased. So I just wanted to share these things with you so you understand what's going on in the world around us. We're seeing wars, nation against nation. Jews fighting. Same people. Same people. So may God bless you guys. And I pray that you would look into these things, get into the word, begin to uncover the mysteries that are in this book. And don't just take what someone says. Get back in here and study it. Get back in here and read. I know you say, well, I can't pronounce this word. Look, I can't either. I mean, (laughs) neither one of us can. What does that mean, though? It's not an excuse for me this word and study. So let's get back to being about our father's business so that we can please God. May God continue to strengthen you. May God continue to bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. All right. Thank you, Minister Tony Banks. Good message as always. It's um, Sister Betty, Sister Rosie, and um, Chelsea. They all say praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you three. Um, Thank you for commenting and tuning in. Casey says, amen. And I'm guessing this is a response to um, the scripture that says there will be earthquakes in divers places or various places. There was an earthquake in Covington, Tennessee yesterday. The magnitude was about three and it's about an hour away from Memphis. And um, I remember being in college. Um, sitting in a science uh, or chemistry class, I want to say, and uh, we got news that there was a pretty big earthquake directly in Memphis um, or so years ago. And um, I think that, you know, that place is not very common uh, that earthquakes occur, occur. I don't think it's on a fault line or a tectonic plate or anything, um, but we see the word of God being before our eyes buried every day. And we are very ignorant. Um, Chelsea says, wow, I surely didn't know you can have the Holy Ghost and your life still be the same. Um, yep, that is definitely the truth. We can get the Holy Ghost, but we have to allow it to work in us. You know, hold on. Man. Let, let me let me address that. Look, you can get anything in this life in your life. You can go uh, you can go all through school your whole life and your life still be the same. I know because I. <laughs> I think think back to your school. If you went to a school like I did, there were kids that sat in that class and they got the same thing. You're taught day after day, poured out knowledge to them. The student sits there. They don't even bring they don't even have paper and pencil. Somebody gives it to them. Even once somebody gives it to them, the student doesn't actually write anything on the paper. The student, when it's test time, they're saying, hey, man, what's the answer to number one? Then after you tell them what's the answer to number. <laughs> they're not getting anything. They're, they're receiving the knowledge, yet they're not using it. So really, they didn't get hardly anything. But they sat there. Look, you, you can give someone money and they don't use it. You can give someone food, they don't eat. Give someone a car, they won't drive it. Everyone has a choice in this life. Everybody has a choice. You know, there, there are parents who try their best to give their children the best life possible. There are parents that teach their children right from wrong. They say, hey, don't do that. And look at what some children go out and do, me included. I still went out regardless of what my parents tried to give me. Now, I thank God that I came back to myself. But now a lot of people never do. So everything in this life is a choice. 
you have a choice whether you're going to serve God or not. People get baptized and still live the same. See, it's a choice. Just because someone got baptized, that doesn't mean they're going to live right. Just because someone went to church. You know, somebody told me one time, they said, oh, going to church, it won't change you. No, it because you won't allow it to change you. I know for a fact going to church, reading this word, he, he actually, uh, let me clarify that. They said reading the Bible won't change you. That's what they told me. You, it sure won't change you if you won't allow it. See, everything's a choice. Everything's a choice. These words that we're reading, I'm intentionally allowing it to change me. There are people who are receiving this same word. They know thou shalt not steal. They, they've heard it. But they say, man, I got to get it. <laughs> I have to. It wouldn't be right if I didn't. So, yes, you can receive something and don't you. Look, I, I guarantee you. I, I just I guarantee you all of us on here have received something and did not use it. There have been gifts people have given me. There have purchased myself, even food. There's food sometimes you buy it. Or somebody gives it to you and you say, man, I don't really like that. <laughs> I don't really want that. You don't use it. So anything in this life can have and yet won't use it. So what people are doing who receive the Holy Ghost and they don't change is because they won't use it. They won't allow it to use them. They won't submit. You have married. You have many people who get married and won't submit to their spouse. You have women who get married, won't submit to their husband. I'm talking. It, it has to be a willingness. You have people who get married. They don't. Their marriage. They're still going out cheating. You have to make a choice. It's not, oh, well, they got married, so I know they're faithful. No. It's a choice. So I just wanted to make sure I addressed that, but I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mel. That's all I had to add to um, make sure that we're allowing the Holy Ghost um, to work in us. And I just wanted to also hit on the, Tony, you mentioned that we are ignorant as a people and yes, we definitely are. Uh, we we want to act like we know everything when we're ignorant and oblivious. Because I know even myself, um, I'm still ignorant to a lot of things in the Bible. And that's why I have to strive to study and to get an understanding of what it's actually saying. I was sitting in on a, a program this past Sunday and the speaker was in Matthew 28 and 19 you know, it says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And she was saying the Holy Trinity, we can't keep this one out and we can't keep that one out. Um, we can't keep the Father out. You know, we have to say all three of them. And um was saying that we have a lack of understanding. But what I was witnessing was also a lack of understanding. Um, it was brought up to me a while ago and somewhere around those verses, Jesus said he had all power in earth and in heaven. And so that means God is powerless, powerless if they are three separate entities. So we just have to get in and get get a, get an understanding. With all that getting, we have to get an understanding of what the Bible is talking about. Also, as Tony mentioned earlier, we need to be sure to repent. Be, act be actually sorry for our actions and make a change uh, in the name of Jesus. Everywhere in the Bible where someone was baptized, we saw that they were fully immersed and baptized in the name of Jesus and get the gift of the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues. Um, so those are all of our comments. And so I want to, we want to thank Sister Betty, Rosie, Ch for leaving a comment. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much for the interaction. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony.
but count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next week with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.